You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. What did, uh, what did you, uh, wait, what did I do over the weekend? Is that what you're going to ask? What, no, I just want to know what you've been up to, man. I know you've been traveling. I'm about I was traveling. In fact, I just got back from Austin. I like how you ask the question and then you just go into Because your you know what? You take so long to answer the question. <laughs> so I was talking that while you That my resting. give a fuck has got up and went. <laughs> my get up and go must, must have got, got up and went. Is that part of the Monster Squad song? No, that's, that's part of Walk This Way. You sing it like that guy, though. <laughs> my get up and go must have got up and went what, can you imagine like all the classics like the classic <laughs> songs of our generation sung like the cheesy guy from the monster squad like what's, what's your favorite song uh, I, I feel like um, if he covered a Michael Jackson any Michael Jackson song would do <laughs> beat it just beat it then she's coming to the window she's the sound of a crescendo cause it's thriller Annie are you okay are you okay Annie <laughs> thriller night <laughs> You know I'm bad. I'm bad. That would be so fucking amazing. It's ironic that we're making fun of Michael generic Jackson. Generic white guy sings the hits. When Michael Jackson himself turned into But a not a generic white, white guy. guy. No, no, that's true. Not he was saying. anything but generic. What do you think he'd be doing if he were still with us today? Uh, molesting children. Oh, God. What? <laughs> that was a loaded question. Allegedly, Joe. Allegedly. He'd be, he'd be Jared's cellmate. Oh. Dude, remember when that judgment came down and they got him in the car and sped the fuck away? Jared? No, no. Uh, Michael Jackson. Remember when they had the trial and he was found yes. not guilty? I remember and him they... showing up in his pajamas, right? Yeah. To, to court. And you're like, how the fuck... <laughs> This guy, this guy totally did it. This guy totally did this. I mean, okay, so you know, I really liked our generic white guy sings the hits bit. <laughs> let's do that. I wish we hadn't gone back to <laughs> let's let's go back. Let's no, live in that. We time, can't go Joe. back, Kate. No, we can never go back. We can't go back. Uh, no, so you did some traveling. Uh, I did do some so traveling. I just got yes. back from Austin. Made <laughs> 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 it again. We've both been traveling, uh, dear listener. That is why um, we're we're. We're, we had another rerun last week. I know we promised this episode last week. Uh, Joe, you've been doing your show. Yeah. I uh, had re- late, late rehearsals, right? That was your hell late week. Late rehearsals, yeah, hell week. And then we, we had our performances um, of Slay Hard with a Vengeance at the Pocket Sandwich. Which you can Theater. still buy tickets for, right? Yep. Uh, coming up this Friday and Saturday, our final two performances. First two houses were really good. Nice. I, I was very surprised. For an 11.15 p.m. showing, right? I'll tell you, man. Showing. Like directing, directing the show... I don't know if directing this show itself has exhausted me. Mm-hmm. I think it's the whole 2018 of doing show after show after yeah. show. I think it kind of wore on me. I, I became a bit of an irritable director. Oh, really? Uh, I was starting to get a little pissy, um, and listen. I feel bad about it. I really do. Joe, do you think Michael Bay feels bad about people but I hurting try their to feelings? Be better than Michael Bay. Well, you're already a, better than from Michael a Bay. personal standpoint. Maybe not creatively. I'm just Michael Bay is a much better visionary than you I think. I am. Trump stays up late at night worrying about the people whose oh, no, sensibilities because, because he's offended. Trump is a mutant toad made out of shit. <laughs> um, There's the quote of the year. That's right. And so he has no feelings. That is true. Uh, dude, just the, watching watching the shit that goes on with him. And I'm not just talking about like your CNN shit. Like just just reading the news. Like I, I, I get a lot of my stuff from like BBC News. Yeah. Uh, Wall Street Journal even is tries to keep things kind of you know, down the line. Yep. Agreed. And just the stuff that you read. 
about this motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking guy, man. Stan Lee is gone. David Bowie's gone. <laughs> no justice Alan in Rickman's the world. gone. These actors, these performers, these people that arguably took care of themselves. And brought more joy to the world than they took out of it. fucking Donald Trump, his fucking goony, fucking gloppy, unhealthy, cholesterol-filled ass is still with us? And he'll live till his 90s, probably. God damn it. God willing, from a jail cell, though. I I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope that motherfucker dies in jail. In your mouth to God's ears. Um, it's probably <laughs> please God. <laughs> I love you, and I'll do anything you say. Please, sir. I, I I I I know we haven't talked in a while, but if you could just—I mean, I know it's wrong to ask this, but if you could just kill Donald Trump, <laughs> he's one if of you your take, children. Take him, take him to your kingdom, my lord. Take him. And and take his soul and bring him to paradise. You, you think Donald Trump's going and to God's I, kingdom? Look, man, I just need whatever help I can get. <laughs> if you could just take him to your paradise. Take him with you. I think you're speaking and, to the wrong uh, deity. Look, man, I'm just saying. If I got to call up a crossroads demon, I'll call up a crossroads <laughs> demon. But I'm figuring, like, my best shot is yeah? to talk to the G-man. I feel like we need to summon Beetlejuice. <laughs> take <laughs> care of that motherfucker. <laughs> Beetlejuice. But seriously, if you could just kill Donald Trump, God, I would love you. Thank you very much. I'll do, I'll do anything you ask. Amen. Amen. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all. This has been our last episode of The Ending, babe. Hope you enjoyed the last five years. Just, by the end of this episode, your like, secret service crashed in the <laughs> yes, windows. Exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, they don't need to be listening into this room. We're about to broadcast this tomorrow. Cut this part out, Jeff. Cut this part out. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, you went to what, Kansas? I was in <laughs> where did you Kentucky, the other, oh, K the other state. K state. Is there another K state besides Kansas, Kentucky? Uh, no. Yeah, no. Connecticut? I mean... You count, uh, you know, Alabama. Yeah. Why? Because of the KKK state. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is uh, sadly not far from. Yeah. No. Uh, yes, the, uh, Nashville and Kentucky uh, doing a little, little location scout, and then and then he shoots. So that's my excuse. That's cool for being uh, MIA the last couple of weeks. Wow. But here we are. Face to face. Christmas time. A couple of silver spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're coming in on Christmas and uh mm-hmm. and have you uh you got anything special planned for the missus for Christmas? Uh for the uh, for the, for the missus. Yeah, for the uh, well, I mean, I mean you who know, else are you going to do anything we've for? We've done some some Christmas shopping. You could do something uh, nice for Allie the dog. May have a surprise or two. Um she'll get a bone. Uh, I'm talking about Jenna, of course. <laughs> uh <laughs> Got that part out, Jeff. Wow. Um yeah, yeah. I think Christmas shopping is almost done. The, yeah. the hard part is uh, I've got some nieces and nephews. And it's like, what do you? And they're all different ages, and you can't just like get one blanket thing. You got to go looking. Gift, gift card. card. Yeah, they're too young to gift. Card. But then that's a gift for the parents. That's not something for the yeah. kids. Yeah. How am I going to bribe them and buy their love, Joe? If they don't, if I don't give them something that they that they want. Well, do you have you have you have nephews? I don't want something I need. Porno I want Max. something I want. <laughs> a little young. He's three years old, but you know, he'll they, grow into they have, it. Do we have dogs? Uh. No, no, no animals. No, no, Nuh-uh. shit. Why you? You trying to offload yours? Oh, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. Like you know, maybe get him some bras and tell him to put them on. Practice taking them off the dog and stuff. <laughs> how old do you? It's think? Never too early to start. Uh, well, start learning how. Because I'll tell you what, Joel. Yeah. And I know you remember this. The first mm-hmm. time, like the first time you got to like you know first base. Oh God. You know, and you're trying. You're working on that bra. You're trying to get that. Joe, bra. I'm a 40 year old man, and sometimes it still stumps me. Right. Yeah. But get. 
Can you imagine how much better you'd be at it if, like, your cool pervy uncle <laughs> came to visit you one day and was like, "Here's some bras. Let's practice taking them off the dog." You know, like, I really got to be start better at it, positioning myself as the cool pervy uncle. You should, because I can Is, totally does, be that. Does Lauren have that title right I can now? Fit that? No, or <laughs> neck and neck right now. But I'm coming up on you, Lauren. You watch out, buddy. No, um, hey kids. Yeah, I'm totally. Who's heard of Debbie Does Dallas? <laughs> I can't do your brother's voice. He's got such a distinct voice. Yeah, yes, he yeah. does. Yeah, he does. And he'll be announcing uh, our Eddie Awards Yay! coming up in a couple of weeks. Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. It's a time of year we all look forward to, uh, mostly because you don't have to record an episode, Joe. Right? You get to sit that one out. Two oh, weeks, gosh, actually. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and it's in December. We're coming <laughs> on the end of the year. And if you were a, an avid, we haven't really recorded much in the past month. Uh, oh no kidding, right? If you yeah. look at our podcast feed, rerun, rerun. It's... We're not going to talk about that. But we are going to talk about the We're like Eddie. an episode of What's Happening. <laughs> <laughs> Just rerun over the, and over again. All these references. Hmm. Uh, so our Eddie Awards are our uh, year-end extravaganza where we uh, replay some highlights. We, we do a little uh, faux Oscars where we nominate... Uh, uh, you know, actors and actresses and films, except instead of best, we go worst because that's the kind of podcast we are. Yeah. Uh, so keep your eye on the Facebook page and our websites in the coming days um, as I'll be posting our our nominees for the 2019 Eddie Awards. Joe, I was reading to you before the show uh, a list, some of the, the nominees to kind of get your approval. Uh, how are we doing so far? We're, we're doing good, read man. Some of, these, I like uh, some of these categories, worst actor. We've got Ben Affleck for Jersey Girl. Tommy Wiseau for The Room. Wiseau? Why so? How do you say it? I think it's Why so. Why so? Uh, Why so serious? <laughs> Keanu Reeves for The Lake House. Uh, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2. And Matthew McConaughey from The Dark Tower. I think those are great selections, but mm. I've got to confess something. Uh-oh. I, I got another confession to make. What you got? Uh, I have, since my trip to Chicago, mm-hmm. I have developed a little bit of an affection. Oh. For the Lake House. Not that I think what? it's a good movie. Not Joe. that I think it's a good movie. No, 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 no. And I haven't even watched it since then. But I now have an affection for the, the movie just because I went to the place where Keanu Reeves got hit by the bus. Did you really? Yeah. That's in New York? I told you about that. It's in Chicago. Or Chicago, I, just I mean? said when I went to Chicago. The other city. <laughs> that never sleeps. Look, man. Chicago. So if New York's a city that never sleeps, Chicago is the city that stays up. Just a little bit past its bedtime. New York's are they're a little hard PG thirteen. That's right. right. (laughs) I liked Chicago a lot. Yeah. And what's funny is like I come back and you know I'm reading all these stories about like Chicago right now is the murder capital of the world. And I'm like, oh, so I could have gotten killed. You stay on the right side of town. You're good. Always stay on the right side of town. So you like uh, the lake house now, huh? I wouldn't go that far. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying I have an affection for the lake house it, because I got to go where uh, Keanu Reeves got hit by the bus. And where was that? It was in Chicago. No, I mean, like, <laughs> what? Are we, why are you? Why like, were you there? Who's on first? Thing? Did you get like the it's fucking star I, maps and what, do the lake house tour? Of no, Chicago? it was when I went there to see Hamilton. We've talked about this on the podcast. I know your Chicago trip, but I'm saying where were you? Why were you in that uh, uh, spot? Because it was two blocks away from the no, hotel. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, I looked up where they like where some of the shooting locations were. It was that much on your and mind. It, it tur- well, dude, it was. We had just done the movie. You know, other people would do like Home Alone, like the Home Alone. Some house. people would do the Dark Knight. Or, yeah, yeah. There you go. Some notable. Tr- even the Transformers Believe movies. Maybe? I looked up the locations, right. and the ones that were closest to me were like two locations from the lake house. <laughs> the places that you could Uber to. So I was like, I walked. I walked to this. All right, I'm starting starting to paint a picture now. I got you. <laughs> Worst actress. Like you don't even listen. I'm like, it was two Wars. blocks away. Multitasking here. Oh. Corbin Dallas multitask. 
Uh, where's Actress? Any nominees? <laughs> Eat your popcorn there while I do this. We've got Liv Tyler, also for Jersey Girl. Oh. Saffron Burroughs from Deep Blue Sea. Remember that one? Halle Berry, of course, for Catwoman. I have a feeling that may run away with the award. Lonnie Anderson from Stroker Ace. That was the Burt Reynolds uh, episode. And uh, Jessica Alba from last week's Fantastic Four. What do you think about that? Joe's got his mouth full. <laughs> He's giving me an approving nod, so I can only... Uh, guess that he's excited about the 80 words, and you should be too. I am. Those are great selections. And we got a whole, we got a, a couple of dozen or so uh, categories. So again, keep your eyes out. Eddie Awards coming soon. You'll be able to cast your votes uh, and decide who are the winners slash losers. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My, My name's, name's Joe. My name's Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do it. I thought we were going to... I was trying to swallow back a little more. You want to start over? You want to do it again? No, that's fine. We right, keep we'll going. Is, uh, the place where we talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Uh, we will watch a movie, theoretically, every week. Yeah. And then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, lovely. who we invite to take part in the discussion. Just go to uh, facebook.com slash editing bay, or in the search bar, Put in the editing bay, and that's going to bring up our page. That's where you can talk back to us and give us suggestions for movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future. Eventually, we get to them, slowly. Dude, we did the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy this year, and that had been on the list for like two or three years. There we go. Pat Deep, ourselves on the back. Deep Blue Sea had been on there for a while. Deepest. So far, bluest. So My long, is in like fact, a shark fin. So long, in fact, that you thought we had already done it. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. You were so convinced. I was just talking to someone about that. And then I was like, I was fucking convinced we had talked about nope. this movie before. Incorrect. Oh, man. So uh, so we were talking earlier about how we're getting close to the holidays. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was your pick. This was my pick. This is a uh, an all-time favorite, not just of mine, but uh, several people's. In fact, we went to a screening at the Alamo. They uh, they do a little Love Actually screening. They've done it. Uh, Alamo Draft House, guys. Couple you years. didn't go Sorry. to San Antonio. Not, not, not remembering the Alamo. The other Alamo Draft House, yes. If you're lucky enough to live in a city with an Alamo Draft House cinema, please uh, patronize it or patronize it. I always forget the two. Get them confused. I think, I think you could say it either way. Patronize. No, patronizing is when like you're talking down to someone. Don't patronize. I think me, some Jeff. people say. But patronizing. if you'd like to buy a T-shirt, you can patronize me. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Just went to the Alamo Draft House over the weekend and saw a little screening because they, they do it every year. They used to do just, just one screening, and now I guess it's so popular. They're doing it like five days in a row. You can go see uh, Love Actually. So, How is that, uh, to be able to go see your... movies and stuff? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> you know what, actually? fun? Actually, Love. The last love. couple of movies I've I saw seen. Creed. I went to the theater. There you go. Creed. Yeah, you've seen some new ones. The last couple of movies I've seen in the theaters have all been uh, uh, reruns. That's always more fun. It can be. It's pretty fun. It dude. was this time. This is a great film to see uh, in, a, in an audience of like minded individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so break down. What's the plot? Break it down. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what is the plot? Listen, if, hopefully, li- dear listener. If you're listening to this episode, you've heard of the film. You've probably seen it because it's been showing. It's shown probably a dozen times already, just in the last 24 hours on mm-hmm. uh, TBS or TNT or AMC or whoever has the, the right free form. Because it's become a bit of a, a Christmas classic. It's set around Christmas. There's all sorts of uh, uh, Christmas paraphernalia. It's Christmas, but it's love. It's also it's all the things. It's it's a feel good for the most part mm-hmm. uh, holiday film. Yeah, and um, yeah, it it it. I've always wanted to do this one. It seemed a little obvious, um, but uh, it's it's kind of polarizing. I think it, it is. Uh, I think there are definite storylines 
that are polarizing. Everybody's got their favorite, There's, and everybody has their least their favorite. Their least favorite, exactly. Because this is an anthology film. There's like a dozen or so different characters, and they intertwine. And then, yeah, and then in the end, they end up kind of like tying everybody together. Yeah. Maybe not in the most graceful of ways. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little uh, later, the, uh, the final airport scene. N- not just the airport scene, the scene in the school. Oh, that as well. That's pretty sloppy. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of things that are sloppy about this film, but um, ultimately, it, it's it's heartwarming enough for me to want to revisit it. I've probably seen this film a dozen or so times. Yeah, um, and it's it's still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and there there've been like clones of this movie. Oh, everyone that, has tried. Well, that G- Gary Marshall did like <laughs> a bunch. Of, like he did like Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. and anything with day. Everyone's <laughs> trying to recreate the magic. He did like two or three of those, and none of them ever lived up to like how good Love Actually is. Great cast, too. I hadn't seen this movie. Um, let me think. So, 2003. This movie came, came out in 2003. I saw it in 2015 oh, or 2016. Oh, what, for the first time? Just yep. a couple of years ago? Yeah. Oh, so uh, so you'd probably heard the hype then, huh? Uh, I, well, I had heard the hype and mm-hmm. then Believe forgot it? all about it. Oh. And then it was showing at the draft house, and I, I was like, you oh. know what? I'd never seen it. And a friend of the show, Stephanie, yeah. was going to go see it, and she had an extra ticket or something. Nice. I can't remember what happened. Go with, but uh, I didn't go with Sarah. Lovely wife. I went with Stephanie, <laughs> and I fucking adored this film. Like I was, What? I, I was like, dude, this is really fun. How had Ooh. I not seen it? It's kind of like how I hadn't seen Elf. Uh, yeah. I didn't see Elf until 2000. 13. New classic. Yeah. Right and alongside Love Actually. Dude, fuck it. And I saw that with Sarah. I went with Sarah, her sister, uh, and and some mutual friends of ours. And, uh, and like, it was... I was laughing like fucking De Niro in Cape Fear. <laughs> it's great. Like, just fucking losing my shit. Uh-huh. I couldn't believe I hadn't seen something like that. But uh, but getting back to Love Actually, uh, yeah, I was... I'm still, I guess, could be categorized as very new to the film. Wow. Uh, and... Adored it. Loved it. Joke. But like you said, there are storylines that I really fucking connected with mm-hmm. and really loved and thought that were great. And then some that I was like, wow, this is just filler to kind of hit that, that two hour Well, mark. this is surprising, Joe. I thought you were going to be a little more cynical about it. So it's good to hear that you yeah, have I, some I things love this movie. that you actually love about yeah, Love Actually. Actually. Um, but uh, yes, you are correct. There are, uh, there are a few stinkers in there. Uh, and I'll be curious to hear which ones you like and which ones you don't. I think the, the best way to go through this film is just go through the different characters, right? Yeah, Let's take I think them so. story by story yeah. because they all interweave and intertwine. And uh, In fact... Would you, th- would you say there's a main one? Do you think... Well... Of them, do you think there's a main one? I think... I think when people think back on this film, I think... The, and you can tell by the way it's edited uh, because when we get towards the end as they're wrapping up all the storylines... like the ultimate they ending. L- they leave the big ones for Hugh Grant uh-huh. and Plumpy. Yeah, and uh, oh, the Colin. That's what her. That's what her characters. <laughs> Natalie, I guess I should say. I'd yeah. say that's a rather, rather sizable ass, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, Colin Firth, the Colin Firth character, and uh, Aurelia, Bonita Aurelia. I didn't like that one. Oh well, yeah. let's start there that's, because that's one of the ones I just I that did not has like. Got to be one of my favorites. Oh really? Yes, it is. I know I shouldn't. There are several reasons why it shouldn't work. Um, this is the for the un- uninitiated. Uh-huh. This is the one that Colin Firth, we introduced to him earlier in the, in, in the film. He's got a girlfriend. He's leaving for work. Played he's by Sienna Gilroy. Kissing her goodbye, yes. That's uh, what we know her from. Uh, Resident Evil. She played Jill Valentine. No uh, way. She was also in... Man, Jesus. There was that time when um, Brad Pitt did like the movie where he was Achilles... Um, oh uh, yeah. yeah, Troy. Yeah, Troy. But mm-hmm. then they did like there was another Greek movie too. But I, I think she was Helen of Troy in one oh. of those movies. All right, we'll take that. 
Um, and uh, so he leaves for work, kisses her goodbye, uh, forgets something, comes back in, and sees his brother there. And it uh, turns out brother's been boinking the girlfriend. Son of a bitch. So, uh, for Blinken. The, for the, so, uh, wow. Colin Firth, uh, I'm bringing that back in 2019. That's good. Uh, Colin Firth is in disgrace. Colin He's decided Firth. to <laughs> seclude he, himself. He's very sad to find out that he came in feckin'. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say he was getting floppy feckin'? He was getting floppy feckin'. <laughs> Oh, poor Colin Firth. So he goes to Portugal. Poor Colin Firth. Poor Oscar award winning billionaire Colin Firth. I'm talking about the character here. Oh, I'm going to okay. be doing that a lot too because um, all the characters' names kind of get mixed up. And unless yeah. you know, although his is easy to remember. Jamie. It's Jamie. <laughs> hey, Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie. Um, so, yes, he goes to Portugal. He's got a little lake house there, not to be confused with the one that can <laughs> He's got a mailbox in front. <laughs> And um, I would love that. He's this like, where he's like putting mail, and Keanu Reeves is getting the letters. <laughs> That's the the edited story from Love Actually is the Keanu Reeves storyline. So Colin Firth has a, a a Portuguese maid who does not speak English. He doesn't speak Portuguese, and yet they uh, they connect. They they find a way to uh, to love each other uh-huh. to see Actually. past. The language barrier. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really sweet. It doesn't make sense, It though. doesn't make sense. <laughs> and um, for my money, it gets a little tiresome, what, the whole getting to know you phase. Uh-huh. Of the, so, so It was the least fun of the getting to know you phases in this film. Uh, there's the part I, where his book and the papers fly in the lake and they have to jump in together afterwards and it's cold and... Uh, the, Yawn. The part that got a little grating for me was um, what they do with this language barrier because we're seeing her in subtitles, uh, and, but we're obviously hearing his his voice speak English. Yeah, uh, and he'll say something or she'll say something in Portuguese like, uh, "Oh, I hope this book is is good for me to go through so much trouble." And then he'll say, oh, "Don't even go through the trouble. The book's not even any good." <laughs> Which is funny the first two or three times, but god damn, yeah. do they nail that into the they ground. Keep, they just they hammer you over it. the head with, oh, m- maybe you give me 50% of the profits. Oh, maybe I should give you 5% of the profits. <laughs> <laughs> it's, cu- it's cute, but man, do they overdo it. To the yeah. point where it's like, there's, there's lust, Joe. There's love at first sight. It's uh-huh. purely physical. And, and then as you get to know somebody... That's where the the love comes in. But they don't know That's each other. That's what I'm saying. How can you... you know, he goes to, to, to her home at the end of this movie, not to like, I'd like to get to know your daughter. I want to marry yes. your daughter. Asking for your... Like, this is... Like, dude, you're on the rebound. This is textbook rebound. This is <laughs> yes. what you don't do. Like, yeah. he's just been... I got his heart broken. He's still in that uh, recovery phase. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's acting out, as yeah. they would say. Yes. Um... <laughs> It it, it it was hard for me to swallow, and honestly, I didn't think it should have been the last one. No. I don't think it should have been the story that it ends with. It's funny. Mm-hmm. That whole f- sequence, even though I don't like where it goes, mm-hmm. it's still a funny sequence. You're talking about the end when he proposes? Yes. Yeah. But it's not, to me, it's not the story that like I took with me through this film, like the one that really yeah. sticks with me. But it, but it's visually, like you've got the whole town following him as he goes to the restaurant to find, well, Bonita Aurelia, yeah. where she's working. And, and his her sister her keeps like announcing to everybody what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> exactly. The fat sister. <laughs> They're going um, to execute, what, what is it? They're going to execute her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, father's going to sell uh, <laughs> yeah, Aurelia right. to this Englishman. Yes. Um, 
But uh, he proposes to her in, in her language that he fumbles, and she replies in his language. And they've, uh-huh. they've been learning each other's language unbeknownst but to But we don't other. really see her... We don't see her do that, do but we that. see him go to the school. He's got the headphones on, and he's practicing his Portuguese. That's part of my problem with this movie is that we do focus way more on the men in the relationships. A little, more, a little one-sided, and yeah. I think that has to do with because we've got a, a male writer and director in uh, Richard Curtis, the mm-hmm. guy's name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Richard Curtis. He wrote um, Notting Hill, Tony Curtis, Hugh Grant <laughs> uh, vehicle. Yeah. And um, what do you think of Hugh Grant? He, uh, I love Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is always charming, right? I, I, he, he right. His delivery is great. He's he, even though he had some scandals in his personal life. There, you right. remember back in the nineties oh, with yeah. the uh, prostitutes. <laughs> Especially his... when you're when you're married to Elizabeth Hurley. I know. <laughs> what like what <laughs> what? Yep. That's the this is like the living embodiment of like one man's trash is another man's treasure. Exactly. Like, show me what? the hottest girl, I'll show you a guy who's tired t- of boinking. Yeah. Boinking. boinking. There you go. <laughs> I told you bringing it back. Uh but I I really enjoyed Hugh Grant in this too. That whole fucking dancing to the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. And and the what thing is you know he's going to get busted. You yes. know he's going to get busted dancing around. But the way he fucking plays it it's so Hugh Grant. It, it and is, yes. so fucking perfect. He just kind of mumbles, oh, uh, 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 excuse me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the music edit right in that moment. Yes. So we should back up. So is that your favorite then of no, the stories? it's not. Oh, interesting. But I like it. Well, let's talk about it then. So Hugh Grant is the Prime Minister of, uh, of Great Britain. Yes. And uh, newly elected, we find out. And uh, on his first day, he's being introduced to his staff. And there amongst them is, uh, is Natalie, a.k.a. Plumpy. Mm-hmm. Who uh, she? If if Hugh Grant is uh, adorable, then he has met his match. Yes. in Natalie because she's fantastic. This woman, I can't remember her name, something McCutcheon, Melissa McCutcheon, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> uh, she's just adorable, and the first time she meets him, she starts cursing, and she catches, she's like, oh oh she, I said fuck oh fuck I said shit <laughs> and I've done it twice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do my accent throughout this entire film, um, and from that moment. They do kind of hit it off, and it is love at first sight, and then all the interactions they have uh, are just so sweet, and he wants to get to know her better, and uh, she opens up to him. He, she brings something out of him, Yeah, and then uh, the old U.S. president shows up. <laughs> Played by Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton doing his like smarmiest George W. Bush yeah. person. Cause Remember when George W. Bush was the worst was president? The worst that we've ever had. <laughs> oh, he looks like fucking uh, Aunt, uh, Lincoln at this Dude, point. now they're doing like specials of like, look how, look how amazing the I friendship. Know he has with Michelle Obama and I'm like dude he he offered her an Altoid wow (laughs) it's so adorable history is suddenly going to be so very kind to George W. Bush I mean you know uh, yeah yeah Uh, but but at the time in 2003 this was like uh, right in the midst of the Afghanistan war and uh, I don't think uh, the Brits were too happy with their PM at the time yeah in in the in, in Tony Blair and so this is kind of like a a fantasy like what if we had a PM who would stand up to, uh, to the U.S. Yeah. president, this bully who comes over and just takes what he wants. That's right. Um, and so we get to see that. And that is a, a nice speech when uh, President shown up and says, we're not going to give. We, we got what we came for, and uh, we're not going to budge. In, in a surprising turn in the middle of this press conference, he just starts taking him to task and saying, you know, it's a, and uh, what kind of relationship is it? With, uh, do your Hugh Grant. Can you do your Hugh Grant? No, I can't do it. Okay. No, please, you do it. A, uh, a relationship that is built on... Uh, Taking what is right for you and leaving nothing for us is not a, a very good relationship at all. 
It's not Hugh Grant at all. I have one British accent I can do. That was really good. But goes on to talk about the great great things in Britain with Harry Potter and uh, Margaret Thatcher and uh, David Beckham's left foot. (laughs) David Beckham's right foot. The Beatles. You sound like a Dracula impersonator. (laughs) Blah, blah. Blah. We have the Beatles. Uh, no, it's it's a, it's a good story, and there's a relationship that at least has a little bit more development than the yes. Colin Firth one, mm-hmm. because uh, we see the president hitting on Natalie, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what finally sets him over the edge. Yes. He's not only standing up for his country, standing up for the woman that he loves, dude. But and then he fires her. It, it fires her, and then goes door to door in her neighborhood. Of course, the to, dodgy end, which is so great. You're just going to all the different houses and stuff. Are you the prime minister? Are you going to sing? Yes. <laughs> sing, 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 please. Sing. Sir. And he starts singing, and I love that is when his driver starts. Yeah, singing. the security guard. <laughs> the, the reaction. He's got the big baritone voice, and he's rolling his R's, singing. Good king wants us. Was, was us. Good, good king was. How does that go? <laughs> what? Good king Wenceslas. Toby. Toby Wong. Good king Wenceslas. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? It's so funny, man. Yes. And then they uh, they end up at the school where things start to kind of get connected. Yeah. Well, so we'll have to get back to that we because will. Yeah. Uh, all the threads kind of come together There's there. so many. Well, I'm surprised then that that isn't your favorite. Well, what, What's your me. least favorite? Mm. So, uh, my least favorite probably has to be the one with the porn stand-ins. With Martin Freeman, wow. and uh, I don't know who the actress's name is, but Just Judy is her character's that's, name. That's actually one of my favorite ones. Is it? I know you've, you've said that before, and uh, I think the, the part that bugs me about it, well, one, this movie's rated R. Yeah. But it gets shown on TV all the time. And, and there's no, they, they cut out all the Martin Freeman They don't stuff. even try to cut around it. They, and how could you? Because they're naked throughout yeah. all of their scenes for the most part. Uh, and really, they only, they're, they're probably one of the least developed Stories, I think, or, or at least they sh- they have the least amount of screen time. Yeah, we see maybe three or four times they show up at the end. If you're going to cut out a story, that's the easy one to cut out. So okay. I kind of applaud that. And the part that always bugs me is, what are they doing? They're clearly they're stand-ins for actors. Uh huh. Are we to believe that this is a porn set that's being? Yes. Uh, they're, they're shooting a porno, yeah, right? They're shooting porno. So all the times we see Martin Freeman and, and, and Judy when we're introduced to them. Um, do they have their clothes off? They have their no. clothes off. No, they're, they're they clothed, but they're they're mimicking sex. Like yes. he's behind her. He's got his hands on her hips. <laughs> they're doing like he's screen test. Faux thrusting, and yet they're carrying on these banal conversations about the weather and traffic. And I think it's so clever. It's funny. I think it's so funny. And the part that bugs me is like the things that the 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 assistant director who's coming up giving them direction is asking them to do. Joe, this is like the highest budget porn. Yeah, it's it, it's a little Austin Powersy. Y- yes, yeah. yes, but. I, I, this isn't how stand-ins work. No, like the guys. You don't usually your... have stand-ins for porn. No, anyway. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. You get somebody up there. You just got to test all. You're lucky if you have lighting, by the way. If you have a, a DP on, well, that means something <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, D- you are lucky if you have DP. <laughs> <laughs> That's director of photography. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's making them do things that. You wouldn't need them to do. And like, can you make a career doing this? Is this a is this a job? Being a stand-in for a, for a porno actress? The whole thing just seems Why way are too you at, I don't implausible. know. Well, these are all rhetorical questions, Joe, but I'm, dude, you know, but the thing is, I feel like if you're willing to suspend disbelief for a lot of the stuff in this movie, 
I wonder why you you draw the line at this. Uh, maybe because it, I'm kind of in that industry, not like, porn. That the little boy film. is able to just fucking barrel his way in post nine eleven society. He's <laughs> able to barrel his way through the airport security and not get fucking shot but or it's tackled. So sweet. That there's no security guards that are just like radioing ahead. Yeah. Hey, there's a little boy running down. Catch him. Uh, he's a little kid. Instead, it's just like ooh, Keystone cops. They're chasing the little boy. It's adorable. It's like the end of the graduate. So that, but it's okay in that respect. Is that your favorite? You could story suspend show? disbelief. It's a very close second. Ooh, it's a very close. Well, second. Let's talk about this one next. Are you done with the porn? Oh porn yeah, stars? yeah. But I just just to say, let's I really do like the Martin Freeman storyline. Well, like, he's charming as ever. But I, to me, it's very it's a fresh addition to this movie that's full of what could feel like very cliche love stories. Like, that's a, kind of a breath of fresh air. Like, wow, that's different. I haven't seen something like that I, before. I will give this film credit um, because, you know, you and I rail on romantic comedies a lot. Mm-hmm. Most of them suck, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes. Uh, the aforementioned Lake House being, uh-huh. being one of them. Well, you should definitely have chemistry with your co-stars. <laughs> yes, exactly. You and should you should spend some time with them in on, the movie. <laughs> on screen, maybe fucking appear next to each yes. other instead of just talking through time. Uh, yeah, a lot of problems with the lake house. Please I just listen love to our the lake letters house in the lake house are just like, oh wait, I was gonna like like they're, they're they're writing letters as if they're actually talking to each other. Yeah, I know. No, like, hello, dear Sandra, whatever her character's name is. Then. It was you, wasn't it? So I... it, most romantic comedies suck, but they also stretch on for an hour and a half at least. Yes, and, and that's where it's like I'm gonna get a little thin if you don't like the characters, you don't like the chemistry. The great thing about Love Actually is if you don't like this particular story, it's like the weather in Texas. Yep. Don't like the weather? Just wait, wait five minutes, it'll right? change. Yep. You're going to get another one. And there's enough. I think I like over 50% of the stories, and so uh, I like this movie. Yes. Whereas uh, some of the ones that, like if they built a whole script around the porn star stand-ins. Well, and that's but that's the thing, Joel. Like you can't build a whole script with any of these stories. They work because of, in most cases, they work because of the bite-sized chunks that they are. That's true. If you were to try to build a whole movie about Billy Mac and Joe, <laughs> I think people would get kind of bored. Is that your favorite? Yes. Yes. That is my favorite of the story. Uh, Bill Nighy. I, I, I have two that are kind of equal. Okay. For different reasons. Let's but talk yes, about this. The first. Bill Nighy. He, the the Billy Mac storyline, Buddy Mac, Buddy Mac, or is it Billy? It's Mac. Billy Mac. It's Billy Mac. My it's bad. Billy Mac. I wrote it down wrong. Um, I love this story. Yeah, I love this story it's because so again, good. we're talking about something that's not traditional. Uh, it leaves things in the up in the air a little bit where you can wonder. You're like, wait, are they? No, no, I don't think. Well, yes. it doesn't matter because at the end of his story, well, set it up. Tell us who uh, who this character he's is. He's this like Mick Jagger type who's like. You know, uh, he's kind of coming back. He's got a new Christmas single that he's releasing that That's right. he's not really too thrilled about, but he fucking does it anyway because his manager, Joe, is like, this is a good move. Uh, you know, it's going to bring you back, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it ultimately does. And yeah. and we get to see, like, his, his rock star persona and how he surrounds himself with all these phony people, but there's still that, like, deep affection he has for his manager, who also happens to be his best friend and partner. Yeah. Like, it's so sweet. At the end. It's uh, amazingly where he talks about how like I've surrounded myself with all these people mm-hmm. only to realize that the person the, I love. The person I love the most in the world is, is you. Is you. Yeah. You are probably the love of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, It's a mistake. 
and I, I love it. It's so yeah, it's really genuine sweet. and sincere and sweet. And yeah. a lot of that sits on the shoulders of the actors perform Bill right. Nighy and and the guy who plays Joe. Mm-hmm. Like they're so sincere and yeah. their relationship seems so genuine. Mm-hmm. I just I love it. It it by it gives me kind of it, it gives me a, a, like a, this this warm and fuzzy, and yeah, I'm like, that's what it's for, you know. Just like with the uh, the Martin Freeman stuff, I'm like, this is non traditional, and it feels so cool to see like to see this story unfold. Also, some of the best laughs in the movie come from Bill Nye. Oh, just yes. his mannerisms, and he's he's washed up, but he's at this point of his life where he's just got completely honest. Uh-huh. And so when uh, he's doing interviews and they're asking him questions, he's got this devil may care attitude, and yeah. Uh, Starts um, just cursing and and uh, talking shit about his own song. Oh yeah, being open about it's a money grab. Um, and uh, there's yeah, there's just something really refreshing about that. Yeah, it really is. And that's that's where we open the movie with is those two characters, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, a little f- fun bit of trivia. We talk about all the characters intertwining and intermixing. He and doesn't have any kind they're of. They're the only ones that never actually have a connection with the rest of the characters. Actually. But <laughs> God damn it. we have to count how many times we say the word actually in this episode. Uh, but he does play an integral part in their lives because because uh, the the song yeah the song and, we, and it, it kind of helps keep time throughout this film because when yeah. we're first opening he's recording the song and by the end of the film it has gone to number one on Christmas Eve yes um, and uh, it's it's going back to little Sam running through the airport the song it's the playing, video the videos on the it's, it him. helps him it distracts the guard that's right so he's able to do his thing yeah very no. clever the way they work it in it's uh it's it's very Magnolia. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Ooh, what's better, this film or Magnolia? This film. Okay. <laughs> Even though Magnolia is a, a serious film with frogs flung from the air? Magnolia, okay, Magnolia has fewer storylines that are running. Yes. Less likable characters. Uh, absolutely. Uh, longer runtime. Longer runtime. Um, but, man, you, you still have that one John C. Riley storyline that's really fun. Uh, he's a, he's, he does, I still think that's the performance of his career. Yeah. He fucking acts his fucking ass off there. Um, yeah, I, I liked, I liked him, mm-hmm. but his, you know, love actually has far more likable moments in it. Um, like the, uh, like the story of, of Liam Neeson. The, there you go. The stepdad and his son. Yeah. Who and and I find it interesting that they went that route with it. That it's his stepson. It, it, I didn't even realize it until a couple of viewings ago. That I was like, wait a minute, this isn't even. And it's a throwaway a throwaway line uh, that's mentioned early. And then you realize, oh yeah, that's why they have more of a buddy relationship than yeah. they do a father son. Uh, Liam Neeson is very inappropriate to this child. Yes. Says some inappropriate things. Does some inappropriate things. I get a weird vibe, um, but it's still very father son. Um, it, it's super sweet. It really is. It's super nice. And I think one of the things that really works to the benefit of this movie is casting. Oh yeah. Is casting actors in roles that you don't necessarily see them in hmm. often. Like Liam Neeson. I, th- I, he wasn't, I don't think he was quite taken Liam Neeson, Not yet, but yeah. he was still action movie Liam Neeson. Sure. And so to see him playing a role like this, it was interesting. It was fresh. It was different. Um, for some, I've seen him cry. I believe on the, yeah. on screen, and it was it, it was really just to have the while the discussions he had with his son in this movie that uh, seemed very like you know Hollywood. It seemed very filmish. It still felt genuine, right. like you could imagine a father and son having a relationship like this. Yeah, uh, and that's 
in no small part, the, you know, to, it's the to credit to his performance, the little boy's performance. Yeah, he's great. I can't too. remember the kid's name. Uh, Thomas Brody Sangster. There you go. Name. But that's it's a cute storyline. Yeah, uh, going all the way through to this talent show where you get to see him, and he's all into like not little Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> uh, even though I thought it was Zoe Kravitz, it does at first. look like her, doesn't it? Uh, and then like chasing her through the the, the yeah, airport, the airport. And I think one of the things that makes me like this scenario, and I think I've told you the story before, is I had something similar to that. Oh yeah, where uh, I was dating a girl, and her father was going to he was going to work in Saudi Arabia and taking her with him. And she was like, you know, are you going to come and uh, are you going to come see me off? Can you come see me off? And I was like, well, I'll try. And I can't remember why I didn't, you know, probably because I was a teenager and an asshole. So I was like, eh, we'll see. Uh, but then I thought, like, I was sitting there thinking, you know what? I should. You know, I might never see this girl again. Yeah. And why Why am I being such a dick about this? And so, yeah, uh, I this was before. I, I don't think I had a car. I don't think I had a, a license yet. So I had somebody drive me and fucking ran through the airport yeah. and made it to the to the terminal. And this is back when I could go back there. And right. uh, and ran to the gate and like just before they were getting ready to board and I opened the door and I see her and like yeah. took hugs we we had hugs took pictures and stuff yeah. no and kiss no no we oh, really okay. we weren't that we weren't kissy <laughs> got it but uh but yeah we took pictures took pictures with her her grandfather came up to me and was <gasps> like you know it was really it's really nice of you to come and see her off Aww. it was very special you ever see her again yeah 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 still keep in touch yeah she's back here in Dallas oh, now there you go um let me think it, when I was a senior in high school. She came back and visited for a summer, uh, and and you know I had obviously moved on at that point. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. But we were still friends. Like we wrote each other oh, once cool. in a while, so we were able to kind of keep that friendship established. Um, and then, like a few years after that, uh, she had she had been married, divorced, had a kid, and we we dated a little bit. No, oh, yeah, and realized oh. <laughs> this probably is a reason. The, this is the right thing, but it wasn't because like, oh, she's got a kid now. That that really wasn't a problem. Her her little boy was a sweetheart. It was just one of those like, this made more sense when we were teenagers, yeah, than it does now. Like we we are completely different people, um, but we still keep in touch. And uh, she's man, she's one of the my biggest cheerleaders. Like oh. when she sees stuff going right on Facebook, when she sees stuff about Harper, nice, uh, me and Sarah. Like she's always liking it, and it's uh, she's she's a good friend. But yeah, there was uh, we had that whole thing where I ran through the airport. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and so when I see that, it makes me think of that, and so I kind of get the I get the warm and fuzzies the there too. Yeah. I actually get, I get the goosebumps when uh, when he comes back out and he sees yes. Liam Neeson and he's like this, yeah. and we see the girl coming out behind him. And Liam Neeson's trying to he's tell trying, him, turn yeah. around, turn around. Yes, yeah, that look, dude. Just, just that 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 relationship though between yeah. the father and son. It's really sweet, and that's what's cool about this is like we're talking about love actually, and yes, romance definitely plays a heavy hand in this but it's also you know that love between a father and a son that love between a brother and a sister uh it's it's got some of those those nice moments and i think go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's nice until it becomes inappropriate and that (laughs) that's going to be the the andrew lincoln oh yes uh not daisy ridley kira knightley may may as well be kira knightley there's a recast right there that's that's probably my least favorite one. It might be my least favorite too, um, which is too bad because it's one of the ones that starts off so promising. It's well, the most iconic one. Yeah, you, arguably the most iconic one because of that wedding at the beginning. We start <laughs> off Kieran Knightley's getting married off to Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, before we knew him from uh, Firefly. Yeah, and Twelve Years a Slave, and um, 
Andrew Lincoln, I guess, is the best man, and he's arranged this thing in the middle Andrew of the Lincoln wedding. is also Rick from The Walking Dead. There Dead. you go, if you don't know, know who he is. Turtleneck-wearing Andrew Lincoln. Uh, and is arranged for this 12-piece band and this choir to play. And, the, like, already way too invested in this guy's relationship. Like, that's something the groom should be planning. Yes. Like, does the best man plan surprises in the ceremony? No. Like, you go get your buddy uh, laid and drunk the day before yeah, dude. or whatever, had, right? Had you... Did like surprises on my wedding day for my wife? <laughs> that would have been really fucking weird. For if me. I just released doves in the middle of your, <laughs> I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's man? all for you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> I love you. But but yeah, that that and then leading up to the whole the cards where yeah, he's, they're acting like there's carolers outside, and it's like. He, he even says, like, for no reason and with no agenda. I'm like, the, why the fuck are you doing yeah. it? Yeah, who, who are you lying to, yeah. Rick? Well, what's, what's creepier, though, that or or the way that he's like just like filming her on her wedding day? Yeah, like, that's, that's zoomed in. And, and he's embarrassed of that footage, and he should be embarrassed of yeah. that show. That's not cool. Like, what if he, he, the dude goes back and watches the video, and he's like, man, why, you film my wife a lot. Yeah, dude. Like, what, inappropriately. What are you doing with that tape is what I want to know. <laughs> Why is it unlabeled? Kira Knightley should be wondering that too. Like, man, you're a little creepy. Yeah, she thinks. Shame it's on her. Sweet, for for what? For what she for does? For the kiss at the end. Yeah, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, it's. There's I feel a like little this bit. Is the, of... This is the director putting something personal. Like, yeah, I think I think maybe. the the writer is trying. That's what yeah, it was the, the director. The, oh, he oh, wrote and directed. Yeah. I think there's there's something there <laughs> because this seems way too specific. Autobiographical. Yeah, perhaps? it seems a little too specific. Like. Really? Okay. I don't think uh, I don't think the survey agrees with you I think on this. He tried it in real life, and yeah, maybe it didn't think so. quite work out the I same way. I think he did. I mean, it's it's this is like a weird British. Ver- I'm sorry. I'm no, go ahead. No, no. It's like the weird British version of Lloyd Dobler, but it doesn't work because <laughs> yeah. she's already married. There's like a you didn't of, break it up. There there are a lot of things that the characters get away with in this film simply because they're British. And it's charming. Yeah, uh, they they kind of have a reputation for you know some people uh, think they're rude. Um, they do have that reputation, and I get it. But I think the more you're in that culture, I'm not saying I am, but uh, the more I've watched and and the, the times that I've visited, you realize that it's just um, they just have a way about them that can come off as rude mm-hmm. in the, in the same way that New Yorkers can come off as rude to Texans. Right. Because we're all about the pleasantries. Oh, hi there. Hello. And, and Thank New you very much. Like, okay, let's cut through the bullshit. Exactly. Let's just... And so there's a little bit of that, but they do it while feigning politeness. Yeah. So as he's got the cards there and he's doing the in excess video yeah. <laughs> at the end where <laughs> he's telling her, first of all, he's he's asking her to lie to her new, new husband. Uh-huh. Uh, tell him it's Carol Singer's. Which, by the way, who mistakes audio on a radio for actual carolers? Not since Home Alone 2 <laughs> as a, a little handheld boombox sounded more like a 7.1 surround sound oh, experience yeah. uh, than in this film. But yeah, ask her to tell her it's carol singers, which is a, a big gambit. Because if I'm Chiwetel Ejiofor, like, I'd be like, I love carol singers. I'd look out the window. I'd be, be like, like oh, oh, really? Oh, I'll be right there. <laughs> And then you're fucking, you got to toss your cue cards out into the uh, street as and you And start away. singing. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but but it works. Uh, and, and he's telling her through these cue cards about uh, his, uh, it's Christmas, you don't lie on Christmas, and my undying love, and someday I hope to be dating one of these girls, and he shows a bunch of supermodels, and I'll love you until the day you look like this, and he shows a mommy. And uh-huh. There's a little bit of humor and charm in there that kind of helps um, distill the creepiness of it. Sure. But when you break it down, uh, not cool. 
No. Not cool Andrew Lincoln. And you, you fix that by making her like she's engaged. And maybe we see there's some doubt. Like mm. that at least if if this is going to be someone that we're going to root for a little bit, yeah. let there be at least a, a little bit of decency in the story in in terms of maybe maybe things aren't all hunky dory. Maybe there's you know, yeah. maybe there's some problems. Maybe this is someone, you know, he cares about her and he's like, Hey, look, I might not be the answer ultimately, but this is how I feel about you. And before you go and do this thing, mm-hmm. and that's what it should have been. Before the wedding. Before you go and do this, uh, something that, you know, and maybe his best friend should not have been Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. Maybe it should have been her. And he's like, look, mm. you know, I'm your best friend, but I also love you. Like, like the, the Julia before, Roberts movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but before you make this mistake, you know, or before, before you make this choice, yes. before you take the step, I want you to know this. That probably would have played a little bit better. Yeah. And I think history would have been more kind to that storyline. A little too real. But again, the, the, this movie is written, at least that storyline, from such a male-centric point of view. Yeah. It's not about her. It's about, here's it's about a guy him. who's got some uh, unrequited love. Yeah. And uh, how do you get over that? All and, the dudes need to resolve shit. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they do. They Everyone's their, working their shit they out. They need in their film, closure. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and he gets it, and it's a little redeeming at the end as he walks away, and he's like, "Enough, enough now, right?" He's he's got it out of his system. No, dude, fuck he's that. Just said, I'm trying to give him it's the benefit of the doubt. It's not okay. It doesn't make it okay. It's not okay if he continues, but he had to, he had to get, he had say to do his what? piece. He had to say his why? piece. Why? Because why? Because it can never go anywhere. It's a very selfish thing that he does. He does it for himself. Yes, he's not doing it for her. Now he's burdened her. With the the knowledge, like what's the next? Like, can uh, they hang out? Exactly. What's the next house party like when they come over? Oh, how's how's your sex life, Chiwetel? And you know that kiss is just the gateway, right? Because now, now they feel like, a, like it's okay. What if every once in a while it's okay? Yeah, but you know what? She'll, maybe they they do dinner and then Chiwetel goes outside for a smoke yeah. and she kisses him again. Mm. Like I, I I read that as more of a I didn't realize you were harboring these feelings. I know what that's like. He, Kiss on the face, kiss on the cheek, yeah. not on the lips. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a inexcusable as well, isn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. What's what's her play, right? I'm just keeping him warming up on that's, the bench. That's in case just going to keep him, uh, dude. And I think you've dated enough people to know too. Yeah, something like that is just going to keep someone strung along. Yeah, that's not a way to close no. something. No, it's not closure at all. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that's the worst. So <laughs> I think I think what might surprise you is the. Uh, Another storyline that I really did enjoy, mm. the Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson one. I did too. Did it's, you? It's one of my top favorites, yes. Because, and, and that's something we, that I love about this film. It's not just falling in love, actually. It's mm-hmm. it's love. And it, it, it tells the stories of love from... Uh, Every stage. New like love, any stage. old love, yeah, all throughout uh, the stages of love. Yeah, well, what I appreciate the most about it is the realism. Mm-hmm. As we talk about how fantastical things are in this movie. Yeah, this one's grounded. This one's pretty grounded. Uh, you know, you get to see like what what the real turmoils and and the 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 mundane aspects yeah. of just having of kids. love and having kids and having a relationship and you know just living life as a family mm-hmm. and you know some of the stuff. I mean, granted, there's there's some stuff that's a little out of character for Alan Rickman. Like, well, that's the thing. When we're first introduced to him, he's just Laura Linney's boss. Yeah, and he's sweet and he's trying to play matchmaker at work. Uh huh. And then. 
we're introduced to his secretary, I guess, his new secretary. Fucking homewrecker. Oh, yeah. my God. Every time we watch this movie, and we've seen it uh, at the Alamo two or three times yes. in audiences, people just boo people. <laughs> that poor actress, like now, she probably didn't know that in 2003 this film was going to be a classic and shown on TV for the rest of her adult life. But now right. here she is, and she's forever known as fucking Mia, the homewrecker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he should have kept it. He should have kept. He it should have. I'm not Again, going to be blaming her. Again, from a male her. perspective, yes. Not but the woman is the demon. She's yeah, the she's one that Eve. She tempted him, offering him the apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but what I love is the 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 interaction that they have when when Emma Thompson finds out. Oh God! It's uh, and so I was talking with Sarah about this too, where she was like, you know, you made you made a fool out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and. and uh, she says, "You've let you've made the life that I lead foolish." foolish. Yeah, and that's that's powerful, that's man. Harsh, it man. really is, and just the way he plays it too. Yeah, that like he is sincerely hurt yeah. for hurting her, and and it's like, you know, you go through and you have your and like you know, arguably Martin Freeman and and the girl that plays Just Judy, they're fine actors, and Martin Freeman has grown to be a fantastic fucking absolutely, performer, but he was not that at this point. And to see, like, all these little fun acting, uh, all these little fun performances, Mm -hmm. and then you have, like, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson just, like, fucking chewing the shit out of this movie. Oh, God, she's... That scene where she's listening to the Joni Mitchell CD. Yeah. Like, of all the scenes to to revisit um, and and that are my favorite from this film, I don't know that that's one that jumps out, but I'm I'm riveted. I can't stop watching that scene. It's just her listening to a CD, breaking down in her bedroom... Uh, yeah, I get chills just it's, thinking about it's it. It's powerful. really good. It's so sad. Yeah, because that's 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 reality. It's reality, unfortunately, but, for a lot of people. And what I what I appreciate about this is that even like after he'd been caught, after they had their confrontation, mm-hmm. there's that bit at the end where he yeah. gets off the airplane yep. and he finds he sees the fa- and it's like there's a glimmer, like there's a glimmer of like we can we'll work through. They're this. still together, but it'll never be the same. Yeah. But they're going to make it work they'll, for the they'll kids make it work. and for the oath that they made. And it's like, yeah. that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen that. I've seen that with my, my parents, you <laughs> know, at one point. Uh, so I like that. I, I like a lot. I also love that they don't try to, you know, as schmaltzy as the rest of this film can be, they don't try to make a happy ending out of no. it. No. They're just like, no. mm-hmm, this is this is how their story ends. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So... That's, I mean, do you want to talk about like the Shannon Elizabeth shit and the? We yes, we have to. We okay. have to talk about Colin, God of Sex. Oh my God! <laughs> and he's got a big no. <laughs> Just because that actor is so fun to watch, um, but I will say it is down at the bottom of one of my least favorite storylines. I don't even film. know if I can call it my least favorite. It's just so inconsequential to the rest of the film. It is inconsequential, and also the problem, maybe the most unbelievable. Uh huh. But I get it; they're playing it for laughs. But it almost tonally doesn't fit with the rest of the film. Right. So Colin's just this periphery character. It's like this weird stunt casting. Like they were just yes. doing a little bit of stunt casting to kind of top off the the film. You know, you got Shannon Elizabeth and uh, Denise Richards. But you got fucking Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, <laughs> Hugh Grant, uh, Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson. I think you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Emma Thompson. We don't need any more uh, stunt casting in your yeah. film. Uh, but yet, here he is. Colin shows up and uh, he's... he. He's kind of a little bit player in everyone else's lives. Like he's he's working the wedding that yeah. uh, you know delivering hors d'oeuvres, and uh, he's isn't he working the porn set as well? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. He shows up all over the place, um, and he's just a guy who's down on his luck and decides he's he's going to go to America. 
because he's having a shit time of it in in uh, in Britain trying to find somebody and the girls love my my cute English accent. Yes. He's like, you don't have a cute English accent. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it, it turns out he does. It turns out he's, uh, he's yeah, the ladies like the, the British accent, which is, it's funny. It's playing on that stereotype. It's just way over the top yeah. and, and a little pandering. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I almost forgot about the, the oh. Laura Linney and Carl ah. storyline. That one also kind of feels like a, a bit of a throwaway favorites. story. A little bit. And it starts off so promising, too. So she's working for Alan Rickman, and she's had a crush on Carl, hot yeah. Carl, who actually, I can't call him hot <laughs> Carl. <laughs> hot Carl. <laughs> That's something else. Do not Google hot Carl at work. Uh, but hot Carl, uh, attractive Carl, let's call him that. Played um, by Rodrigo Santoro. Yes, he. You know what's funny when you do a little research on this film, the way that like um, it was advertised in different countries. And so as you can guess, like uh, um, he when in Brazil, the Brazilian poster for he would be the, uh, Love the Actually, he's on front it. and center. Exactly. People go see the movie and they're like, he's in like four scenes. Yeah. What are you talking about? In, in Portugal, it's uh, Aurelia, <laughs> Bonita Aurelia. But um, yeah, she's got a crush on him. In he's, America, it was Billy Bob Thornton. He's, <laughs> he's got a crush on her, but she has a mentally challenged adult brother who calls her all the time yeah. and sometimes attempts abuse on her. Yeah. Really kind of out of left field. But who field. she ultimately sacrifices her own she happiness She chooses for. her love for him over love for herself and yeah. for Hot Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but such a downer. Yeah. Like in a way that the Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman one isn't even a downer. It's not, yeah, exactly. This, because it's more frustrating because, my, you know, my big note is, well, can't she do it both ways? Yeah. Like, can't she, she sure still, can. <laughs> can't she still look after her brother while leading her own life? Like, Laura Lindy takes some weird fucking roles, She man. really does, man. Did you ever see I that, one about, it, uh, that one about uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt? Mm-mm. F- What's it called? Uh, oh, it's um, oh. FDR and American Badass. No, it's uh, <laughs> the one with Bill Murray. Um, oh, is she, oh, she, she plays, plays his cousin. Oh, that's that he what ends it up is. having like the like he goes yeah. into like the they go driving around and she like gives him hand jobs yeah, and that's stuff. Right. And, so I'm like Jesus. You pick some weird roles, Laura. Yeah, Lee. she. Uh, I I have a feeling that she has it in her contract where she only accepts movies where she has to show her tits. You know, sometimes actors are like, I won't show my tits. She's like, I will She's only always, show my tits. She didn't show films. her tits in Congo. Uh, was she in Congo? Yes. She's the woman in Congo? She's the woman in Congo. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, there you go. Coming soon to an episode of The Editing Man. <laughs> also starring Bruce Campbell. What? For, for four seconds. The very beginning, he gets killed. Yeah, look at that. Laura Linney, Tim Curry. Yeah. Dylan Walsh. Ernie Hudson? Yes, dude. Ghostbuster, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. Laura the Lily. Crows. She's a great Ernie actress, Hudson. but she uh, she does love herself some art films. And, Actually. Uh, not shy about her body. No. Oh, Truman Show is when I discovered her. Love oh, her. That's, that's right. She was in that. Fantastic. In that's that. right. Uh, are there any other any other stories in this? Uh, let's see. So we've done... Oh, i got to go through my character list here. We got that. We got that. We before, got that. We, <laughs> before we tie things up at the school. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Cool. No, I think we've gone through all of the uh, the major storylines. So, how did you feel about Liam Neeson running into Claudia Schiffer? Yeah, wasn't that that was a little? It was uh, a payoff for a setup that they had early on. It's tough to set things up in a movie like this too, because you have so much information coming at you. You forget with about all it. these different characters, all these different relationships. Then, when it finally happens at the end, it's it's almost too little, too late. Where you're like, oh, uh, 
Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. For me, it just like felt a little too soon. Like at the beginning of this film, which really only spans the time frame of a month or so, right? A yeah. couple of yeah. months, maybe. It's, uh, I think the first thing is like five weeks till Christmas. That's the first title card that uh-huh. shows up. Uh, so in five weeks, he's gone from mourning his dead wife, who he lost suddenly, uh, to all of a sudden he's open to Claudia a relationship Schiffer. with Claudia Schiffer. Yeah. Or a lookalike, anyway. It's Claudia Schiffer. I don't think she's all that attractive, dude. I think she's from looks, the neck down. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. She, she doesn't, doesn't do, do it for you. Me. Doesn't do it for you. Uh, that's no. fine, man. But uh, more power to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So this all ends up wrapping up it at the school where there's a talent show going on. That's right. <clears throat> Hugh Grant is going door to door trying to find Natalie. Mm-hmm, plumpy. Finally finds her. Jesus. <laughs> Finally finds her. They're, her and her family are on their way to the school mm-hmm. because two of her her little brothers or whatever That's right, are in the play. Are in the play. So there, and he's like, "Well, I'll give you a ride." And so they have this really funny fucking <laughs> like where he's trying to have this moment with her with a child dressed like an octopus, an octopus between the two of them. And just as the conversation is getting deep. It's like he's like, so how far are we going? He's like, oh, it's just around the corner. He's yeah. like, okay. So they start talking, and then suddenly it stops, and he's like, oh, it was literally right yeah. around the corner. We're here. <laughs> and just the shot of that kid in the octopus outfit trying to get out of the car. <laughs> yes, he's like trying Hugh to push Grant him. is like pushing his head through the door, birthing him. Uh, no, so, it's hilarious. So they try to find a place because he's the prime minister, That's and he's right. showing he can't up just at a school. Show up anywhere. Uh, and so they sneak him into the school where he runs into Emma Thompson. Find out. She's his sister. Oh, which, okay, so I'm confused as to the relationship between Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson. Uh-huh. And Emma Thompson and, and Hugh Grant. Uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant, yeah. Are, are the prime minister. They're they're clearly brother and sister. Right. I think their sister, who passed away, was married to Liam Neeson. Okay, then why weren't they at the funeral? I don't, I don't know, man. Th- that can't be. Okay. Well, why wouldn't they be at the funeral if they were related to him? Exactly. So <laughs> one of them should have been at the funeral with that, that close. I thought Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson were related. Oh. Because he calls her up. Remember, he's like, you're the only person I can talk to about my son. I don't know. I, I don't they know took my daughter. <laughs> I have a particular set Some of skills. skills. And it's raising this boy. <laughs> Showing him Titanic. And creepily caressing his hands his as hands. we recreate the scene on the bow of the what the fuck is that about I don't know he's like we need it's Kate so weird. and we need Leo and we need him right now like really what kind of, what parenting is this I don't know dude I don't know how he's you trying Brits to teach do it. him about love like, yeah, a man boy love oh dude <laughs> is that, it's like that's a little too close to man bear pig yeah <laughs> man bear pig uh, puppy baby monkey um but you're right no there is a connection I can't quite pinpoint what it I is I don't know either I've seen this movie tens of times <laughs> um, Something's missing. Somebody, a listener, please explain to us the relationship between Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, and Emma Thompson. What's Colin Firth's relationship with everybody? He is just friends with um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Kira Knightley, okay, and Andrew Lincoln. Because oh, that's right. Because at the, the end, end in the airport, you've got uh, <laughs> where, where which is so awkward. Denise Richards comes out and. Oh, Wait, no, what no, is no, no, no. Oh, it's Chiwetel. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Colin Firth is there with uh, Bonita Aurelia. Uh-huh. And, and they're showing up, and she's like, oh, your friends are so pretty. Maybe and, I picked wrong Lincoln. Englishman. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. <laughs> and it's funny the way they, they justify Andrew Lincoln being there, because it's like Keira Knightley knows Colin Firth somehow, and they all hug, and, and Andrew Lincoln just, he literally just pops on screen. He's like, up. oh, I thought I'd tag along. I had a few minutes. 
Really? That's... Just come to the airport? Because it's the end of the movie and we have to have everybody there. That's yeah. a little sloppy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure. It, it, but everything kind of comes together at the school mm-hmm. and we see like the 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 little boy, uh, Liam Neeson's little boy, and we see his crush. Yeah, he's drumming. And, and, and I love where she's like, she says like, you know, she's, all I want for Christmas is you singing the Mariah Carey song, him, but then also starts pointing other people. And I like that he, they cut back to him and he's like angry. The look on his face, this <laughs> <laughs> poor kid. He is so he's really cute. He's a fantastic film. performer, man. Let's go get the shit kicked out of us by love. And now you could see him in the Maze Runner, right? Isn't he in <laughs> That's those right. movies? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's dude. It's 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 an adorable movie. Mm-hmm. It's got its good points. It's got its bad points. Uh. But ultimately, I mean, this is a must watch. I can't help. But recommend this film mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm the last person in the world to have seen this movie. Uh, but if you haven't, you know, fucking check it yeah, out. Tune into really AMC fun. now be- between now and Christmas. Jesus, last great. character that we haven't mentioned yet. Oh shit! Before we get into the the what it did right, what it did wrong, uh-huh. recast Rowan Atkinson. <gasps> fucking a man! One of the best, two of the best scenes fucking in the film. A. Rowan Atkinson. First of all, Where he movie plays is, the decoy for I, for the little kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, highly quotable movie overall. Yeah, but some of the best lines come from him when he <laughs> when Alan Rickman is trying to buy that necklace for Mia, the yes. homewrecker, uh, and Emma Thompson's about to bust him. He's just trying to get it bagged up, and he's like, "Oh, would you like it Christmas wrapped?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts layers upon layers of. Uh, he's just so fucking good. What, what is that? It's a, a Christmas box. No, no, this is so much more than a box. <laughs> And he's putting sprigs of parsley and a cinnamon stick it's in it. Fucking fu- Poor Alan Rickman just losing his shit. <laughs> Check out our Scooby Doo episode from yes, uh, yeah, for a little Rowan, more. Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. But I have a question about his character because yes, he shows up there and then he shows up again at the end in the, the airport. airport um, as... I think Rowan Atkinson is Cupid. Yes. Yeah. E- either that or an angel. He's an angel. I think that's what we're supposed to believe yes. because yeah. he. Sh- if well, I don't know about Cupid because he's not trying to connect. Alan Rickman with his mistress. He's trying to keep her from. He's exactly. trying to keep him from her. So I think he's so more... he's so he stays with his wife. Oh. Nothing bad goes with okay. his wife. All right. So I, he's I trying like to keep things on track. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he shows up I, at the end. Oh, dude. He distracts the the <laughs> yeah. guy at the gate while a little little uh, Sam is the, able to run. The little Sam. nod between him and Liam Neeson at the end. As he walks away. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he gets chills. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he's he's a uh, an angel. Do you think that Rowan Atkinson? Do you think that we appreciate him more now than we did back, you oh. know, when we were younger in the Mr. Bean days? And Absolutely. Stuff? I yeah. never knew what his voice sounded like. Uh-huh. I just thought he it was Mr. Bean. He made weird noises. I didn't appreciate I, I didn't appreciate that Mr. Bean humor. No. As much when I was a kid. I still thought there were things that were funny about it. Some uh, of the slapstick stuff. But right? I didn't appreciate it as much as I do so now. So brilliant, man. He's so fucking good. I was just watching recently somebody posted a video on Facebook of him with the, the nativity scene at a toy store, <laughs> but it has like all these GI Joes and like army meals. And so he starts doing like a battle scene outside the major. <laughs> and dude, I fucking seriously was cackling so goddamn hard oh, and loud so at work. Good. It was so fucking funny. Very uh, distinct looking face as yeah. well. Oh yeah. Face you don't forget. Mm-mm. Rowan Atkinson. Uh, Zazu right. from the Lion King. So, well. Uh, well, now it's John Oliver is Zazu. No way. He's doing the, the live action the one. Next yeah. one. Did you see that trailer? Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty basic right now. I have. I have. I feel like it's going to be another Beauty and the Beast for me. Did where you, I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Did you see someone did the side by side cut of the original trailer 
for the 2D Lion King. Oh, no. Next to this one. Pretty spot and on. It's, pretty, it's spot on. Spot on. Yeah. Uh, I think it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's rubbish. Look, man, I like Beauty and the Beast, and so it was fun for me to see another version of it. I like The Lion King, and I'll probably see this version I of it. I probably will, too. I do think all this like live-action translations of the animated properties, though, are unnecessary. Yeah, they're really putting all their eggs in one basket, too, because all it takes is for one of these to be a turkey. Yeah. And then it's like people are like... They're, they're done with this. What if nobody wants to see a live-action Aladdin? Yeah. What if nobody Dude, wants... Dude, they released the teaser for live-action Aladdin before they released the trailer for Lion King, yeah. and Lion King's coming first. Like this and summer. they're already talking about fucking Little Mermaid. Like, slow your fucking roll, yeah, guys. Yeah, let's see if people actually... Don't pull a DC, all yeah. right? Let's see if there's a demand for this shit before you start green-lighting films. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, by the way, Aquaman? You're reading reviews of that? It's, I've, I've read that it's fucking phenomenal. People are saying Ooh, it's great. You and I are reading the... Are we reading uh, different, different reviews? Different reviews, yeah. Wow. Yeah. James Wallace over at the Draft House talked about how fucking great it was. Mm. What are you hearing? I, I read three different headlines today that were like, it's a bomb, it's a stinker. It, it's, it's, oh, no. They're using all of the uh, puns, the water puns. Like it, it, it's, it can't stay afloat. Oh, no. Sinks to the bottom. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to see it? You excited I'm going to see it. I love Jason Momoa. Dude, did you see it on SNL mm-hmm. this past week? Did you see any of that? I did not. Dude, I watched a couple of clips. He's so fucking funny, man. I'm sure he's great in it, but the, a, an actor cannot save a, a shitty script. No, that's true. We'll see. This is true. All right, so Find you would obviously actually, you would recommend this movie. Uh, yes, but with caveats. Like, you kind of have to just open your heart to it, you know? Leave, leave some of your judgment. Leave your cynicism at the door. Uh-huh. Uh, know that not everything is going to be believable. Know that... Yeah, a silly looking Brit can't come over here and bed Shannon Elizabeth and Alicia Cuthbert just by walking into a bar. There's yeah. some some or, or Denise Richards or Denise Richards. That's right. I don't think he actually he brings her back no, for his, that's right. for his friends. Back. That's to right. Bring, to that's boink. right. There's enough. Like I said, over fifty percent of the film is great. Yeah. So there's enough there. Watch it and find your own favorite stories. The way the way your Uncle Joe and I have. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So uh, what did Love Actually do right? Um, it's an easy out, but the casting, the cast is so great. And, uh, I don't really know that there's a weak player in the bunch. Not enough to make me care. Even the Portuguese, uh, maid. Yeah. Who I don't think has really gone on to do anything else, but yeah. she has a light in her eyes and she's so, uh, likable mm-hmm. even without uh, saying a word that you understand. Yeah. No, I agree with you. The casting of this movie is really fucking awesome. Uh, it's great seeing actors play stuff that's against type. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also really fun to see actors do what they do best, like Bill Nye playing Billy Mac. Man, he's so fucking great. Like, and and it's 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 reliable. Like you, yes. you watch it and you're like, okay, I'm I I know I'm in for a good time. I know these people are gonna do some good good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the casting is by far the best thing about this movie. What did it do wrong? Uh, just this side of schmaltzy for me. Like, uh, some, and, and I think it's it's hard to call this movie authentic because we, we can take each story and we can kind of break it down. Like, yeah. you know, with Andrew Lincoln, we have unrequited love. Like, that's a little creepy. We've gone there. Um, the Hugh Grant one is maybe the most believable just because they spent some time together. But even then, like, no, nobody's, nobody's really getting to know the other person. No. Aside from the, the porn stars. Right. That's right. That's um, why I like that one. They're all just kind of circumstance or they're attracted or... Uh, I mean, we, we didn't really get to see what L- Laura Linney loves about Carl. Yeah. Like, he says maybe five words in this film, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, good night. Yeah, good, that's it. 
See you, see you tomorrow. Like that's the and extent. then we see her cuddling with her brother or whatever at the end. That's right. Yeah, it's um, so it's great that we're able to get it to know these characters as well as we do mm-hmm. in a two hours. This movie just crammed full of story. Yeah, but yet when you break it all down, each story doesn't really live up to scrutiny. I think no. Uh, I, well, I think there are a couple of cases. Maybe where it does. most don't. Um, I uh, I think that what this movie did wrong was it tried like. It does try to cram too much, and I think that you could have, even though everybody in this movie does a great job, you could still cut stories out. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have cut the Laura Linney stuff out. Yeah, you you could have cut out the Martin, even though I like the Martin Freeman bit. But instead of having fucking nine different scenarios going on in this movie, which I mean, I'm just trying to imagine like the script writing sessions for this movie, oh, Jesus. looking like a fucking homicide detective's <laughs> office. <laughs> Which is the, the string going like from the zodiac, like just trying to figure out the fucking the, the 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 through lines. Well, apparently, when Richard Curtis was writing this, like he came up with the idea because he had an idea for two different movies. Uh-huh. Like it was going to be the Hugh Grant story and the Colin First story, and he was like, "Well, fuck it, I can't I can't make a full story out of both of them, so let me combine it and then add some more, and we'll yeah. just make an anthology series." Yeah, and it feels like it. But I think if we'd scaled it down to like three or four, five. Five is still a lot, well, all right. What would you What would you do? You would. I'd do... done the Liam Neeson and his yep. kid. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant. I'd have done uh, Hugh Grant. I'd have done the Alan Rickman storyline. Yes. Does mm-hmm. so he have to have that side of? Uh, I I probably I've looked at love from both sides now, Joe. Um, let me think. Uh... We'd get rid of Colin, God of Sex. <laughs> get rid of the porn stars. Yeah. Get rid of Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. But and, and keep, then keep, keep Buddy Billy Mac. Mac. Keep Billy Mac. Or Billy in Mac. It. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there, there we go. And the Colin Firth. Did we say that one? No, no, but there you go. And I there you go. That. There's your top five. Those are those are perfect. Um, all right, so if we were going to remake oh, Love Actually, here we go. how would we do that? I'm, I'm sure we don't have, I don't have everybody here. No, I, I, There's so many. I'm, I have most people, but I'm also uh, pulling a cast from another. Oh, you've got a theme going? I do have a theme going on okay. here. Joe, do you? No. Maybe you should just blow through yours. Man, I or always blow I do... through mine when all I right. do a theme. All right, I'll, I'll do blow mine. Through mine. I'll Forget do, it. I'll do, no, Forget no, no. it. Forget. I don't mean blow. We'll do it live. We can t- fuck it. <laughs> we can, you can take your time. I'm, uh, if anything, when I'll be blowing through mine. Here we go. No. Um, Where do you start? I don't know. Where should I start? Mm, let's do uh, Billy Mack and his manager. Okay, Billy Mack, played by Mick Jagger. <laughs> wow. And Joe, oh. played by Robbie Coltrane. Hagrid. Hey, look at that. Yeah, on the nose. I think that would be fun. I'm sure Mick Jagger would be fucking horrible. Of course. But uh, but I think he would he would fit that deal. No, I like it. Who next? Let's do Laura Linney and Carl. Laura Linney Hot and Carl. Carl. Okay, what was her name? Her name was I don't know. Uh, no, not Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's the name you forgot. So Carl, well, it's with an H. So <laughs> oh, right, totally different. So Carl would be played by Rogue One's Diego Luna. Ooh, yes, and good. Sarah would be played by Emily Blunt. Oh, I like that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Nicely done. Okay. You got Colin, God of Sex? Colin, God of Sex, I don't have. No, he's got no. a big knob. What about Liam Neeson and Thanks. Sam? Sam. <laughs> what about the Liam Neeson stuff? <laughs> what about the Liam Neeson stuff? All right, I didn't recast the kid. I didn't either. But uh, I cast Daniel Craig in the role of Daniel. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'd love to see the softer side of him. The softer side of him. How about Andrew Lincoln, Kieran Knightley, and Chiwetel Ejiofor? So the Chiwetel Ejiofor, Peter, mm-hmm. played by Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther. Yeah, man. Uh, and then uh, Juliet, Kieran Knightley, played mm-hmm. by Daisy Ridley. Of course. And Mark uh, would be played by Ben Barnes, who you might know from uh, the uh, Chronicles of Narnia movie, and he played Jigsaw in the Punisher TV Oh, show. yes. Yeah. All right. 
That's a good one. Uh-huh. I think so. It's a little serial killerish. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, which, which one now? Martin Freeman and Just Judy? Martin Freeman and Just Judy. Let me see. His name was Mark. Was it Mark? I don't know. Uh, well, come on, man. Porn you got to help me out. I'll dude. look on the IMDb. Uh, all right. So his name was John. John. John, played by uh, uh, Downton Alley. Downton Abbey. I was Downton Alley. Downton <laughs> Abbey and uh, Beauty and the Beast, Dan Stevens. Oh, oh, good. And Judy, played by Alice Eve. Oh, yeah, she's great from yeah. the Star Trek movie. I, like I think it's... I don't think anybody would have a problem seeing either one of them naked. No. So there you go. Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson. Okay, Alan Mia. Rickman. Uh, I didn't recast Mia. Okay. Uh, but the uh, Emma, Emma Thompson would be played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, she would. And then Harry, the Alan Rickman character, played by Ewan McGregor. Michael Douglas. Oh, interesting. Yes, yeah, sir. Right. Which leads... Um, Colin Firth and... Bonita Aurelia. Colin, for, I didn't recast Bonita Aurelia. That's fine. Uh, Steve Carell would be my Jamie. Oh, that's great. Oh, hey, Uncle Jamie. <laughs> uh, so that just leaves, does that leave the Prime Minister? Is Hugh that Grant and Natalie. And Natalie, I didn't recast Natalie. Plumpy. Uh, my Prime Minister, well, first my President of the USA. Oh, yeah. Would be played by Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then my uh, my Prime Minister played by Clive Owen. Oh, that's nice. And I, I just threw Kevin Smith as the director on this Hey, thing. very good. I don't think he'd be good for it, but no. I just had to do so. I was like, I don't know anyone else who can handle all these <laughs> Listen people. Listen to our Jersey Girl episode to there see how go. he deals <laughs> yes. with the uh, romantic comedy. So what do you got? All right. So, Give me all uh, you got. I'm going to I'm gonna try to blow through this quickly because there is a big cast, not only in Love Actually, but also in the Harry Potter series. That's right. Back when we did our Harry Potter Robbie episode mm-hmm, from uh, February, listen to our Harry Potter episode, uh, guest starring your lovely wife and mine as well. Jenna recast the Harry Potter series with Love Actually players. And I said, I you don't mother- remember that. If it works one way, then it's going to work in reverse. So here we go. This is the cast of Harry Potter and Love Actually. So we'll start with Billy Mack and his manager. Huh? I've got uh, Michael Gambone, Dumbledore, nice. as Billy Mack. The manager played by Hagrid. There you go. Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane. We both did the same thing. Uh, Laura Linney and Hot Carl. <laughs> How about uh, Ginny Weasley? That actress uh, plays okay. Ginny as Laura Linney. They're all grown up now. These are all adults, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, <laughs> it's and, like eight-year-old Ginny Weasley. And, and Daniel Radcliffe, of course, is the person she'll be uh, oh, pining good. over. He's already got the, the round glasses wow. and the pointy nose. Because there were no Latinos in, in <laughs> Nope, Hogwarts. not in Harry Potter. That's right. Colin, God of Sex. Rupert Gint. Great. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, of course it is. Ron Weasley. Uh, Liam Neeson. How about Gary Oldman? How about the Liam Neeson? Gary though? Oldman in that role, Dude, playing the, uh, the father, taking the young son under his wing. Uh, uh, Kira Knightley and uh, Andrew Lincoln, Chewetel Ejiofor, that, that trio. How about Robert Pattinson, Cedric Diggory as Andrew Lincoln? Nice. Mm-hmm. Kira Knightley is going to be played by the actress who played Flor de la Croix. You remember her? Yes, in I the, do. Uh, Goblet of Fire. Yep, yep, yep. And then she would tell Ejiofor, I can't remember this actor's name, um, but um, he's he's the, the black kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. Let me find that actor's name from Harry Potter. What? Yeah, he's one of the, <laughs> the, he's one of the students. He's, he's the black kid. I'm sorry, not a lot of minorities in the Harry he's Potter universe. Duking. So a little, a little hard to do. We'll skip that. Uh, Martin Freeman and Just Judy, the porn stars. How about uh, how about Neville Longbottom and Luna Lovegood? Love it. All grown up. Love Since that. Since they kind of end up together in the books. That's so great. Cute to see them. They're so awkward together. Uh, and then let's do uh, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson. Played by Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson. <laughs> Both from Harry Potter. One of them's dead. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but you know, it, this is all Should fantasy. Just make it Kenneth Branagh. Anyway, uh, well, I'm saving Kenneth Branagh. Oh, so, uh, yeah. are you? But uh, Mia, the homewrecker. What about Jason Isaacs? 
Uh, Ooh, that's good. I yeah. like that. That way you have a live person. All right, there you go. Jason Isaacs. Uh, Mr. What's his name? Malfoy. Yeah. Old Malfoy. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the Mia the... Lucius. Lucius, Lucius Malfoy. Malfoy. Very good. Mia the Homewrecker. It's going to mm-hmm. be Emma Watts. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Keep your legs closed, Hermione. Jeez. Jesus. Colin Firth and Bonita Aurelia. How about uh, Professor Lupin and uh, Tonks? Love Remember, it. Remember, they end up together yeah, in yes. the movies. See them together here. Yeah. And then finally... Dragon Hearts. What's his name? No, not Jason Isaacs. Well, he's in that too, remember? That's right. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Who are you talking about? I was talking about the guy who played the bad guy. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, yes, he's Lupin. Lupin. That's right. I forgot about that. A couple of Harry Potter actors. Listen to our Dragon Heart episode from <laughs> no, the don't. summer. 2018. It was a good Would episode. Would you please get your buttocks <laughs> off of my tongue? And then finally, Hugh Grant, the Prime Minister, and Natalie, a.k.a. Plumpy. Played by Kenneth Branagh as the Prime Minister. There you go. And Helena Bonham Carter. Love it. As uh, the How love the interest. Fuck. All this directed by David Yates. Uh, that, you finally have a director. Uh, well, he's a British and he's done four of the Harry Potter movies. How did Hugh Grant not make it into a Harry Potter movie? I think he was supposed to. I think he was supposed to be... Uh, uh, um, or maybe I'm just thinking of Jenna's recast. Oh, yeah. He was supposed maybe. to be Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh, guys, if you have any thoughts about Love Actually... Uh, anything that we glossed over because we really I mean there's so much this movie's so dense Ooh, chock full that we uh, we kind of just gave everything a quick once over but if uh, if you've got any details that you'd like to jump into talk about it with us on our Facebook page facebook.com slash editing bay or in that search bar put in the editing bay look for the image of the woman with the bleeding eyes and that's where you could talk back to us mm. and again you could give us suggestions for movies that you'd like for us to talk about in the future right there uh, we've also got a website right Joel? sure do it's not the editing bay it's not edit bay it's a combination of the two. Editingbay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it. Check it out. Anything you ever want to know. We've got links to our Facebook page. Also links to our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You'll always know what's going on. Get the top news there. You can also uh, check out our archive section, which has all of our old uh, episodes. Links to there. Because uh, if you're subscribing on the uh, podcast feed, you're only getting the most 100 episodes. And uh, as of today... Joe, this is episode number 251. Get the fuck out of here. you believe it? Holy shit. Been doing shit. this for five years. Man. And if we didn't have so many reruns, we'd be farther ahead. <laughs> uh, but all that and more on editingbay.com. Leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. We'd appreciate that. Um, what are we going to do next well, week? Well, we're still right in the midst of the holiday season, yeah, Joe. Holidays. And we only have one more chance to talk about it before we get into our... Uh, Recast special and our Eddie Awards special. Yeah, so we do. the honor lies with you, good sir. Dude, there's a uh, a movie that was creating a lot of buzz a few weeks back, maybe even a month or two back. Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, dude, the white Anglo Saxon Protestant. <laughs> um, same buzz, a lot of buzz. Dude, did you see the new Avengers trailer? Yo, how have we not Holy talked about shit. the Avengers yeah, trailer? We're, we're putting pause on this shit there right now. There we go. Can you, fi- dude, dude, dude? Yeah, I love how dark that trailer is and then the fact that they throw fucking Scott Lang man at the end that's so good but we get to see fucking Ronan we see Hawkeye mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. I know that was the big joke that like everyone's like where the fuck Hawkeye go there he is and fucking Scott Lang though he's like can one of you buzz me in <laughs> you remember me I got really big last year <laughs> <laughs> he's great more Paul Rudd in everything yeah please. dude seriously uh, you know I, I like what they did with the trailer first of all what do you think of the, the title the reveal Endgame? title, Endgame. I like that. It's, is this the last Avengers movie? Then? I, well, I don't think it's the last Avengers movie. I oh. think it's the last Avengers movie as we know them. Mm. I think the team's going to change. Yeah, well, you know, it has to, right? Yeah, that landscape's going to change. I but. like the title, uh, and I like that the trailer is... We, we don't have... They're not throwing a bunch of stuff at you. We don't even know what's going on with 
90% of the characters. Yeah. We just see the ones that we know are still left around. We're hinting at what's going on. And we see these long scenes kind of play out. Yes. Like it opens with uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark kind of like chronicling what could be his yep. final hours. Setting the scene. Jesus. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. Um, but seriously, like the, the Scott Lang stuff steals it for me. And I know everybody has like a different thing that they enjoy. Like there's people that like the Hawkeye bit. There's people that are like, ooh, look, Cap shaved his beard and stuff. Like what's going on with Captain America now? Um, and I'm excited to find out. I'm excited to see where they're going to take all this. But the fact that like my biggest concern, I was, and we talked about this after I had seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. where I was like, man, I really want them to come back. And you had even thought like they did that to keep him out of the story or something. Uh, so I'm fucking thrilled that he's going to be a part of this. Of course. Uh, I'm just curious how he got out of the fucking the, the, the yeah. shrug zone. Like, are we going to get an explanation for it? Of course. Yeah, you have to. Oh, I hope so. Or it could just be a throwaway line. Like, know, like oh, there was a safety. I, I was able to get out of it before. Yeah. But he did have Lewis's van. Dude, I hope Ooh. fucking Lewis shows up in oh, this. I hope he had, I hope he wasn't snapped out. Michael Pena? I hope Michael Pena ends up in this fucking movie and we get one of those. So I was talking to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love those. The highlights of those movies, man. We find out that he's a reality stone. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, so there was, uh, there was a lot of hype about this movie uh, that was a, a Netflix exclusive. Mm called The Christmas Chronicles. Is yes, that what it is? that's right. With Kurt Russell playing, like, sexy action Santa. <laughs> yes. And I told I haven't seen this yet. Rocks me, sexy Santa. Um, Sarah saw it and said it was horrible. Mm-hmm. But I've heard from other people that, like, no, it's actually pretty enjoyable. You should check it out. So that's what I want to watch. I want to watch Kurt out. Russell's Santa Claus movie. Nice. Which you can watch on Netflix right now. Thank God. Yeah. Ooh. Um, well, that'll be a nice way to round out the holiday season. Then. I think so too, man. I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited for that. How bad could it be? It's got Kurt Russell, right? <laughs> Famous last words, dude. If it ends up being really bad, we got to open next week's episode with previously on the editing bay. <laughs> How, How bad, bad could it be? It be? <laughs> uh, all right, Jeff. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Joel, always a pleasure. Guys, remember you can get your tickets for Slay Hard. We got two more performances. Oh yeah, this Friday night and Saturday night at the Pocket Sandwich Theater. Just go to pocketsandwich.com and reserve your tickets now. We'll see. See you next week for the Christmas Chronicles. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.